Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. And it's time for Tornado Tag Radio. Now making their way to the ring, it's your hosts, John and Marianne. Thank you, Irving, and hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 136 of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. We are going to talk about my Lord and Savior. We're going to talk about Marianne's Lord and Savior possibly we're also going to talk about raw we're going to talk about smackdown we're going to mention an injury i'm very sad about we're going to talk about we're actually also going to preview SummerSlam, which i'm just throwing a curveball at marianne right now she doesn't know about that and i've already said her name so i will properly introduce her my name is john and joining me this week as always is the kofi kingston to my biggie what up? I am so the Kofi Kingston to basically everything. I'm like the Kofi Kingston to your CM Punk. That's a better one. We did that one already. Did we really? Yes, we did. Oh, wow. How do you like my little Hie plushie? You'd me cute. I don't know what that is, but he is pretty cute. Uh, are you going to the Crunchyroll con that is going to be in our area? No. All right. I was just... That looked like a... Answer that question real fast. Looked like an anime character, so I figured... It is an anime character. I would ask you. So, Marianne, how are you? Sleepy as hell. I am yeah. currently lying on my bed, propped up on some pillows, cuddled under my blankets, and... She's just going to pass out after this episode is over. No, straight up. I, I texted John. I was like, dude, like, I am going to take a power nap. Like, I am falling asleep as I'm texting this to you. Like, Yeah, that was my uh, bad. Uh I uh, had to go pick up some stuff to prepare for Long Beach Comic Con. I'm headed down to L.A. tomorrow for something completely different. I'm actually going to be guesting on a Geek Say What podcast called The Geek Offensive. Uh, We're going to talk about podcasting. We're probably going to talk about wrestling. And we're probably going to talk about some other stuff. So uh, I will plug that as soon as, you know, it's up. And I'm not sure when it will go up because we haven't even recorded it. Well, well, an old man cried on the phone to me today. Just thought I would mention that randomly. Oh, God. He's this really sweet old man that calls all the time. His name's Alvin. Um, he has the same last name as Dean Ambrose in real life. Good. And I am secretly hoping that they're related. Um, they could be. <laughs> that would be great. Um, but he calls all the time and he is just the nicest old man and he but he talks forever. So if you get stuck in a phone call with him, oh you're boy. on the phone for like minimum yeah. ten minutes. No good. I was on the phone with him for thirty six minutes today. Holy crap. Yeah. It's no good. And he cried three times <laughs> in the span of the phone Jeez. call. Jeez. Do you think, Marianne, I'm just going to segue real fast here. Do you think he was crying out of happiness because Tetsuya Naito won the G1 <laughs> Climax 27 tournament? Do you think that's no, why he was crying? No, he was crying because of childhood memories of racism. Oh. <laughs> you couldn't have just let me have that segue? No, you, we can go into it anyways. My goodness, everyone. 
I, I said on the show last week, Kenny Omega, Tetsuya Naito was the final we deserved, and we got it, and my fucking God, what a match. It was probably one of the most hard-hitting matches I've seen in a while. Those guys were going crazy go-nuts. I suggest everyone watches my now match of the year. It has been red-inked in my spreadsheets, so it is match of the year for now. What was your match of the year previously? I don't know if I had one. And I also was listening back to our podcast last week. And I said, I'm going to give you my top 20. And then I didn't do that. (laughs) Uh, So before I forget to do that this week, I'm just going to do it now. This is newly updated one through. And I don't have anything else that is, oh, I do have some stuff that's Reddit. Look at that. Past John was paying attention. Uh, Looks like my previous match of the year was probably Omega Okada 2, which was great. That's the time limit draw. So here's my updated top 20. Number 20 is Seth Rollins. 19, Will Ospreay. 18, AJ Styles. 17, Hiroshi Tanahashi. 16, Kota Ibushi. 15, Trent Seven. 14, Neville. 13, Travis Banks. 12, How High? Fred Yehi. 11, Tomohiro Ishii. 10, Zack Sabre Jr. 9, Hiromo Takahashi. Oh, we also saw the return of Daryl on Sunday, and he gave Naito a celebratory fist bump, and it was adorable. Uh, Number 8 is Michael Elgin. Number 7, Whittle Mark Andrews. Number six is Kazuchika Aokata. I don't know why I said it like that. Number five is Matt Riddle. Four, Tyler Bate. Tyler, Tyler Bate. Na, 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 (laughs) na. Number three is Tetsuya Naito. Number two is, well, technically number one with a gun, Pete Dunne. And the number one wrestler as of right now with a steady lead is the cleaner, Kenneth Omega. So that's my top 20 right now. I'm so happy that Mark Andrews is all the way up there. I think that's probably why you messed up Okada's name because my face. <laughs> did you see my face? I can did. you even see my face? I can. I can see your face. It's over here. So. I made I made a real derp derp. So that's face. my uh that's my top my updated top twenty. Uh Tetsui Naito is very happy. I actually was at uh a friend's house last weekend and I couldn't sleep. And I woke up and I was like, uh, you know what? I'll check the results because I had to. I had to come back home and record a podcast early in the morning on Sunday. Go check out Tea Talk this week is very good. And I watched people live streaming, like talking about it, live tweeting the main event, and that was almost as entertaining as the actual match. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about wrestling Twitter. And it's just like it bums me out that I can't live tweet raw stuff. Yeah, now bums me out. And uh, everyone started saying he did it, and then I saw the Naito win, and I literal fist pumped in my, in the bed. I was like, yes! And then I went to sleep. It was good times, and I watched the match later that night, and it was fantastic. So congratulations to uh, praise be to him, Tetsuya Naito. He's going to the dome. Hopefully he still, he still has to defend the uh, his right to do so, but I have a feeling he hopefully will continue. More on people defending their right to do things later and failing. But isn't that life? Well, it's it's uh, the lone wolf's life. Uh, Good. All right. Monday Night Raw. This is just going to be 
This episode of Tornado Tag Radio is brought to you by the letter E for emotions. Thank you, because when you said, oh my god. What? I had all the feels during this. I Snapchat John in my own, like, my biggest note. It was just, I sent him a clip of just me watching the very first segment of Raw, and then panning up my notebook, and my only note was, I am going to cry, and that's it. So... Monday Night Raw starts out with we get a video package of all the Seth and Dean drama that's been going on. Very well put together. Very, very well put together. And we, we're just here we are. Dean Ambrose comes out and he's like, I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. Okay, we we I think we named an episode the Cosmo Kramer of the WWE, yes, right? Yes. Okay. Why does Dean always walk around the ring at moments like this, like he's really hungry in the kitchen but can't decide what he's gonna eat? I don't know. But he he said, "What are you doing to Seth?" But he said he he sounded exactly like Kramer. I was like, "There's no way he doesn't get a bit of his weird unhinged character from Cosmo Kramer." I mean, he there's might. no way. So Dean calls Seth out and Seth comes out and they have a little back and forth. And Seth says Dean is a liar because he knows that he cares about their friendship. (laughs) And he also knows that if they teamed up, they could run this place. And this place being not AJ Styles face, which runs a different place. It would be Monday Night Raw. Um. I felt like I was watching a very private moment that I should not have been witnessing. Seth puts his fist out, speaking of private moments, and the crowd is losing their goddamn mind. I was standing. And they're milking it as they did last week. Brilliantly. Dean ain't buying it. Dean says no. Dean, Dean acted like he was going to, and then he was like, what did he say? There, okay, there's. You have got to be kidding me. Yes, there's one point in this entire segment that I laughed out loud, and it's is when that one of it. No, I'll tell you what it is. Dean's like, I don't know if I could trust you, and he goes, "That's fine. Sometimes I don't know if I can trust myself." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" I seriously was like, "Is this fight real? I need somebody to confirm whether or not this was real because it feels so real." And then Seth says, "Maybe this was a dumb idea." And then he goes, "Maybe it wasn't a bad idea." And he says, "You know what? I'm done playing games." And he walks away. And then the and mo- then they kiss like in the notebook. <laughs> they kiss like in the notebook. I wrote you every day for a year. <laughs> and then they kissed. No, ba- <laughs> that's front runner title. <laughs> And then they kissed. (laughs) So the mics have been thrown down. Dean puts his fist out. Seth looks at it for what feels like forever. And then Seth walks away and Dean's like, you know what? Now I'm going to punch you in the face. And these two, they start fighting. They're fighting all over the place. Can you imagine what my feelings were? I don't know. Like, E for emotions for sure. I, I was like about to cry that entire time. Like hands in front of my face like I couldn't even handle it like I was trying to exercise and watch at the same time and I like couldn't (laughs) even do it like and then they started fighting again and I was like what is this what is going on I was almost happy that it didn't come to a conclusion because I love how brilliantly it's drawn out so like it's the tease is amazing and here come Seamus and Cesaro to pick the bones oh I'm sorry you just made the list I'm sorry, I'm just so into this Dean and Seth saga, I forgot. Don't be sarcastic. I'm not. I love this. 
and it's they so, it's honestly one of my favorite things they're fighting they fight Seth and Dean and then Dean and Seth fight back they Dean saves Seth they clear the ring this is also my favorite part they clear the ring they look at each other one of them puts the fist out and then as soon as the other one goes to put the fist out they take it away and they're just screaming at each other and then they do the <laughs> fist bump at the same time and the building explodes into a giant rainbow and unicorns fly out of the top it's a new day yes it is half of well Two-thirds of the shield are back together. I was jumping up and down and squealing and crying. It was stupid. Like, it was so stupid. I don't know why. I don't think I realized, like, a month or two or whatever ago how exciting. I don't think I ever pictured them getting back together, let alone it being Seth and Dean. Those two. Yes, the two that you would never think would ever speak to each other or be civil towards each other ever again. I just think it was brilliant. Like the tease was brilliant. Um, their characters are like significantly more developed now just for that. And I, mm-hmm. I just think that that entire, they were so, there was actual emotions behind it. And I feel that's what made it so powerful. And with the moments like putting their fist out kind of thing, I feel like a lot of it was just kind of go with the flow and it turned out brilliantly. It was amazing. I really liked it. Cesaro and Sheamus are not happy, and then they are less happy because Curtis Angle comes out, and he says, hey, you guys got to fight Seth and Dean at SummerSlam, and it's going to be for the tag titles. And I went, oh, guess who's watching SummerSlam? (laughs) There you go. That was the... I mean, nothing else of note happened on Raw. I'm just kidding. Uh, are you even, no, honestly, are you even excited for anything else at SummerSlam? Well, we when we preview SummerSlam, we will we will go over all the matches here. And I can uh, tell you right now, I don't care about anything else. All right, well, we're still going to go over it. We have a, a civil yeah, I know. duty to do, and we're not even going to talk about NXT, which I'm kind of sad about because, good God, there are 13 matches. Anyway, let's get back to Raw because the next match was the number one contenders match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. And uh, it was Nia Jax taking on Sasha Banks. And there was this giant beach lifeguard chair, chair, lifeguard. I called it a beach chair thing. I don't know. And I was like, what is this for? And then I realized, oh, I know what it's for. You just made the list. Alexa Bliss comes down and is it ascends? She ascends into her rightful John John's place. doing ascension, ascending motions. And she sits <laughs> down. And let me tell you, I really liked this match. I did too. I'm just <laughs> kind of bummed out that it was so short. I really liked it. But then again, I really like Naya. My my biggest note is Sasha's weave is looking terrible. It looked plastic. Did her hair not look like a plastic like a cheap Halloween wig. That's what it looked like. And it was pulled too far back on her head. Like I could, I could see, Yeah. I could clock her weave. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you, <laughs> John's face. Let me tell you, Nia Jax, uh, keep wrestling like this because you need to keep wrestling. Like you're bigger than everyone else and that you are a monster. Now, the thing about that is I hated the finish of this match. Yes. I thought, Nia tapping out to Sasha was dumb and it made Nia look weak and it should have been either a pin. I liked it because it made her look human. Yeah, but we don't want that. We want her. She needs to be this like it should be like, well, she 
Sasha barely got out of that one with a win. Like she surprised her with something or like, I don't know. She's not like most girls and doesn't tap out. She, exactly. If that that should be she's not like most girls. She doesn't tap out. Um, Side note on Naya. Uh, she posted. Do you follow her on Instagram? I do not know. Uh, she has the greatest Instagram stories. She posted. She was hanging out with uh, uh, Nikki and Bree, I guess, in New York City, and they. She saw this really, really eccentric woman, like this old woman in like a muumuu and these really big novelty sunglasses, and she was videotaping her from the car, and she was like, "Look at this woman. She is the cutest thing." Oh my god, I love her so much. It was like her her Instagram stories are like her attacking Alexa with silly string. I've seen or some just, of Oh, they're so good. But she was just like, look at this woman. She is the cutest thing. Oh my god, this makes me so happy. I was like, Naya, I love you so much. Uh Sasha Banks wins with the bank statement, which um I did not like, but I'm very glad we're getting Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks. I think they work well together. Did you watch Did you watch Full Raw or Hulu Raw? I feel like I watched Full Raw. Okay. Uh, we had a Kurt Angle Hardy's Miz segment, which was all right, and then we find out that we uh oh they're uh, we're having problems with Balor and Wyatt. Like I care. Um, yeah, they're fighting because nobody cares about them. So that's why. That's literally the only reason. And I think for the first time on uh, on Raw or on any WWE programming, we got a May Young Classic promo. And I my only note did, for that my only note for that is let's fucking go, let's do this shit. I'm fucking ready. We're like a week away. Very excited for that. Uh, Bray and Balor they're punching each other and they're gonna fight tonight. Uh, Elias Sampson is here. R-Truth is also here. Hey, remember that Goldust R-Truth feud? I don't. I don't either. Uh, Big Cass Enzo thing, whatever. Who cares? I that s- segment, I just called it the big segment that was 10 big minutes too long. I, I, I have a bullet point after it, and there's no notes. It's just there's <laughs> no notes. <laughs> uh, Akira Tozawa taking on Neville. Was this match on... Uh, yes, it was, okay. and I knew the second I saw it, I knew um, the only reason that they would have it if there was going to be a title change. That would be the only reason they would put it on there. Right. Like, right when I saw it, I went, oh, there's going to be a title change. And this match was, was really good. I enjoyed it a it lot. It was fantastic. Um, very strange for Tozawa to pick up the win. you think they would have waited a couple of weeks. Um, or, I'm sorry, a couple of days, because the rematch if- is happening. Yeah, I mean, like, if Tozawa didn't have Titus worldwide, like, it would be a safe argument to say they should have put it on somebody else. Um, like, they would have chosen somebody else to dethrone Neville. Yes. It's just a very... Because Titus worldwide. Can we just talk about how terrible Apollo Crews looks in purple? Should I buy that shirt? You can buy it because I'm sure you can pull off purple, but he can't at all. Thank you. Thank you. Why, thanks. What I'm I'm generally saying thank you. Who's who's somebody Genuinely. other than Cedric Alexander that you could see? Like uh, no no no. Neville Here's a wears question. purple. Could you realistically ever see Noam Dar holding the title? No. Same. Um, I still love him though. Oh. <laughs> you just made the list. There you go. That was a brief one, apparently. Very brief. Uh, we had the Bray Wyatt Finn Balor match, and Bray wins clean middle. And then Bray covers Finn in what looked to be strawberry jam. That's ridiculous. Did you was you that... know what strawberry jam goes on? Toast or Finn Balor's breakfast 
toast. And I realized while watching that match, just looking at Bray's stupid pants, they reminded me of stupid Baron Corbin. And then I thought to myself, sometimes I look at Bray and I wonder if that's what Baron Corbin's going to be when he is at his absolute lowest. He is a reflection of Baron Corbin when all of his dreams have been crushed and he has gone insane and resorted to cultism. I I sincerely hope that a storyline arises where we find out that Bray Wyatt is actually from Earth 2 and he is Baron Corbin. But you see the connection, (laughs) right? Yes, yes. If Baron Corbin suddenly became charismatic, who knows? Who knows? Um, we had a Mickey James Emma match, which I, I didn't watch. Uh, Finn was just with Kurt Angle and he demands a rematch at SummerSlam. And Finn says he's got some demons of his own. And it, and then they were like, oh, it's going to be the demon Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. And I was like, this is stupid. Don't announce when he's going to become the, the demon. That's so stupid. You stupid idiots. <laughs> Don't do that. It's it's we get it. That's like the one time where um in NXT uh Finn was like I've got some surprises of my own. It was just going to be his first like event and somebody in the audience went body paint. <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, we know. See, they know. They know what's going to happen. So just leave it be. We don't need an announcement." There was a six-man tag. I didn't really care about it cuz Jason Jordan was in it. Dude, I love how they realize that nobody likes Jason Jordan, so they'll try and make Jason Jordan go over by putting him with the Hardys, and then it like still didn't work. No. Uh, we ended the night with just everyone beating the shit out of each other. The Paul Heyman promo, as usual, fantastic. Um, yeah, everyone just beating up everybody, and that's how we uh, ended Raw. And now we move on to Marianne's favorite show of the universe, SmackDown Live. Oh, yeah. Gender is a hindering, and it's Independence Day in India. And uh, He's not hindering. He's hindering. It just rhymes, okay? I'm just okay, using it because it's I'll a rhyme. I'll let you have that. Thank you. I'll let you have it. Just let me have nice things. You should have said tindering because that would Gender is a tindering, and he's celebrating the good times. That's why, because he's on Tinder. He's hanging out, having a great time. And uh, Shinsuke comes out, and he says some things. Um, and yeah, this is going to be a match. That's about it. We had Becky Lynch versus Natty, and I don't have any notes on this, but I do want to say, man, how boring is the SmackDown women's division? Extremely boring, and why did Naomi come out looking like a glow-in-the-dark Finn Balor? Because she is. She came out like glow-in-the-dark, like either like a Betty Spaghetti or or like Demon Finn Balor if he glowed in the dark. I just, but ever since, think... go ahead, I'm sorry. I think the biggest thing that disappointed me about that match is mostly just like they're both good wrestlers, but the biggest bummer about Natalia is that she's a good wrestler. Yeah, like it's just a bummer. It's like why can't you be one hundred percent terrible? Fair. So it would but, be more justified in our hatred of you. Yeah, and then Carmella is like the best example I could think of, like off the top of my head, at how turning someone heel can do wonders to their mic skills Mm -hmm. because she has like absolutely she's amazing now uh speaking of terrible mic skills tamina and lana are yikes i didn't even list that segment i didn't even list it. you're welcome good god acting um we then had 
a backstage segment with the Usos and Debry and D D Brizzle in the Hizzle. Brizzle says he's been working on his beats and also his hooks. And I love <laughs> they're like, hey, we want to fight Woods and Kingston tonight. And he's like, I can hook you up with that. And they're like, yeah. And they go to fist bump him and he and then- grabs their fists and just shakes them. <laughs> and then he's like, they're so cool. Uh, I need more of those segments. That's great. Because they're so brilliantly awkward. We had Handsome Rusev uh, taking on Chad Gable once again. And uh, this ended in a DQ, I guess. Was it a DQ or a countout? Yeah, is it, I think it was a DQ. Because he tossed Wait, him no. over the announce table? I thought it was weird. I didn't hear I the think, announcement. No, I think it was a double countout. Because okay. Because I remember they were. He was counting while they were. Oh, all right. I must have missed the count part. Well, it was a, it was a thing. So can can we please talk about how good that RKO got me? I that laughed RKO. so hard. Rand, <laughs> it just gets RK. They did such a good job. Rusev did such a great job timing when he was going to start speaking. It was very very good. I was I, loved it. Uh, I loved it. RKOs are so cool looking. Like that would be my go-to. Like if I ever got in a bar fight, I would hella RKO somebody. Yeah. But they would have to be shit faced for it to really work. Otherwise, True. it would not work. Um, speaking of speaking points where it's not well timed out for people to come out, the next part. Ring of dads. Ring. Dads of, of honor. Dads. Dads of honor. <laughs> I didn't care about the segment. I was like, oh, we're all going to talk again? All right, I don't care. Well, it got to a point where, like, Shane was going to make, like, a what what wasn't a threat, but kind of was. And right. then, like, it was really awkward, and they didn't play Kevin Owens' music on time. And then Kevin Owens came out and basically brilliantly was like, why are you so mad, AJ? Why are you so mad that you think, why do you think he's threatening you? He's not. He's the referee. He's telling you the rules yeah. like, why are you so upset dads of honor he's like why are you getting all mad he's just telling you the rules to yeah. be honest i like those rules and then he super kicked uh shane in the face my goodness on accident oh well on accident it's fine so now everybody's on shane's shit list so we then he had was also sweating profusely. You didn't watch that segment at all. No. Oh my god. I just Shane fast. I saw AJ. Like I saw AJ. I fast forwarded. I saw Shane. I fast forwarded. I saw Kevin Owens, and then I just skipped it completely. I, which is a shame. AJ totally got his hair cut recently. Um, it looked feathered and newly colored and beautiful. I just looked at it and I went, his hair is looking particularly slick. I think it got feathered again. <laughs> um. Shane was sweating so fucking much, and I don't know why, but Shane is still the coolest. Like, he must be the coolest dad of all dads. He has to be. Like, there's no way. Shane McMahon would be the coolest dad. I don't know. Jericho would be a pretty sick dad, though, too. Confirmed. Well, I don't know, actually, so I can't confirm it. I'm sorry. Well. What I can confirm is that the next match we had was Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston taking on the new Nasty Usos. Uh, This match was fun. Uh, I love that they they refer to the Xavier Woods-Kofi Kingston tag team as the speed lineup of the New Day. Uh, I'm just like, I love that so much. I don't know why. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Did you know when they were first like doing the whole tag team thing, all three of them, they had a different tag team name for each one of their 
combinations. Iterations, yes. That's brilliant. It was pretty great. Um, I love the quick tag action we got, like uh, Kofi and Xavier tagging in and out. It was very cool. I really liked that a lot. And the Usos end up getting the win, which is which is great. It reminded me the tag teamwork reminded like the quick in and out kind of jumpy back and forth. It reminded me very much of the Young Bucks. Yes, yes, it did. There which is go. a very, very, very high compliment. Young Bucks, clap, clap. <laughs> we then had another fantastic episode of Fashion Peaks, and I urge all of you to go listen to Talk is Jericho with Brizongo on it. It's oh, very good. Oh, my God. They're not in character, but it's great. Oh, because he has great taste in music. They don't talk about music, but... Well, they should, because Johnny Curtis has great taste in music, and by Johnny Curtis, I mean Fandango. Fandango. Uh, last thing we want is for people to think we're making this up as we're going along. Look at the camera. Good job, guys. Great job. Also, he was, was he supposed to look like He-Man? I guess. Yeah. His wig was on that He-Man trip right there. It was He-Man. He looked like He-Man. He even had like the cut down shirt. I was like, what is he? There has to be a reason why he's dressed like He-Man. And I waited for it and it didn't happen. But then I didn't care because it was still also amazing because the, the Ascension honestly brings so much to Fashion File. It's insane how they do. And we find out that the Ascension are gluten-free. They live a gluten-free lifestyle. And uh, I guess they have we're... ascended. Yes, I guess we're gonna get the uh, conclusion of this in twenty-five years. Oh, wait a minute! In two weeks. What did what did the the thing said? It said two B on it. Yes, I I don't know. I was like trying to figure it out, and the first thing that popped into my head was Big Breakfast. Two Bs. Wow. Two Bs. But let me tell you, um, I mean, man, I really miss Luke Harper. Uh, so the main event was... I miss him so much. The main event was Jinder Mahal, the WWE champion, taking on big match Jonathan, John Cena, and uh, it, was, it was a match. It was fine. <laughs> it was a thing. And then the unthinkable happens. All right, let me break this down for you. Everyone, just sit down while I tell you this tragic story. (laughs) I am lying down. I am ready for this. So Baron Corbin, big banter himself, after finishing his big breakfast, says, you know what? I'm going to go ruin big match Jonathan's match. And uh, this match ends in a DQ after John Cena super AAs Jinder Mahal off the top rope, which is why it was super didn't know if you knew that, you marks. Ha! Anyway. Uh Baron, what can I say, man? You this was very dumb of you, but this is also great because you always want a shitty heel to fail. And he failed real bad. So he doesn't take out John Cena fully. He should have hit him with I mean he hit him with the briefcase. He should have hit him with, I don't know, end end of days. Deep six. Hit him with the briefcase Whoa. Too. That was a strong P. Dude. Like, I've seen chicks nail, like, I've seen, like, other, like, come on. That was such a weak hit with a briefcase. So, he's leaving. Baron's leaving. He's going to go finish the big breakfast. I mean, he had big breakfast earlier, but it was that big that he did not finish it. And then he looks at the briefcase and looks at the ring and the crowd. God, the crowd loves the cash-in. This is just so fun. They are going absolutely insane they're going crazy now the match starts john cena distracts 
Baron Corbin. Jinder Mahal rolls up Baron Corbin. One, two, three. That's the end of it. Now, here's a question. I have a note that just says, ha, 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 ha. Baron is so mad. But here's the real question. Shouldn't have John Cena let him win? Just think about it. Think about no. it. No. Why not? Because who, Big Breakfast doesn't deserve anything fucking nice ever. But who is Baron Corbin facing on Sunday? John Cena. Yeah, but it's not a match. It's not a title match. Well, it's not now. It probably was would. Was it going to be before? No, because there's no title involved. But if he Yeah, had, then what's the point? But if Baron had won, then I'm pretty sure it would have been a title match. You don't think so? Were you pretty sure? I'm just saying. I don't think it would have been. I'm just saying it may have been. It's big match Jonathan. He gets what he wants. I want a title match. You don't think they would have been like, oh, that's great. Let's do it. He also wanted Baron Corbin to not win the belt. That's true. Or would it have been that Shinsuke would have fought Baron because it's whoever is the champion? Eh. Truth. Well, it didn't happen. So Baron Corbin's crazy. He's flipping stuff all over the place. He's losing his mind. A big old piece of shit. <laughs> the garbage fire is in full effect. And dumpster fire. Dumpster fire. I'm sorry. And that is how SmackDown Live ends with John Cena laughing the night away. Um. So you don't... Okay, we're not really going to go over SummerSlam because you didn't really... You don't care. You don't care, man. I mean, we could go over it, but I only care about Dean and Seth. All right. So I'm looking at the card here, and I'm going to say, who do you think needs a win? Do you want me to go over? Go over the go over the card. All right, so we have Cesaro and Sheamus uh, defending their WWE Raw Tag Team Championships against Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. We have John Cena taking on Big Banter Corbin. We have Finn Balor taking on Bray Wyatt. Big Show versus Big Cass. <sighs> Randy Orton versus Rusev. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens for the United States Championship with Shane McMahon as special guest referee. Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. Yes, this is real life. Alexa Bliss taking on Sasha Banks for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Naomi versus Natalia for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman in a fatal four-way for the WWE Universal Championship. There are three pre-show matches, and I don't even know how the New Day and the Usos get bumped to pre-show. That seems like bullshit. Yeah. Um, Deserving a win. Who needs a win? Natalia. Natalia needs a win. That's very true. I I think if she doesn't win, she's. I think she might just retire. If she doesn't win, I would assume so. She's yeah. You know, needs a win. Baron Baron Corbin needs a win. I don't fucking care. He needs a Um, win. I think that makes that match a lot more interesting now that John Cena fucked that up for him. It actually gives it some meaning, and I like that. I still don't care about it because I don't like him. It's fine, but um, I don't care about who wins the Raw Tag Team. One, mostly because I love Cesaro Mm -hmm. so much. And I love Dean and Seth, mostly Dean. But when there's two people that I I don't, I love them both like equally. Cesaro probably a little bit more. Like on, you know, it's like I don't, I I like those kinds of matches because I can just enjoy it. Um, Yeah. But I mean, the rest of it, I mean, do you, Mm, Sasha Banks needs a win. Wow. Yeah, we were I was both literally just about to say That's that. That's weird. Sasha Banks needs a win real bad, I think. And I, I do say that in I know that she is facing Alexa Bliss. So there you go. Everything else is kind of meh, honestly. 
I'm interested yeah, in this Mahal Nakamura match just to see how it plays out and see how it goes. I think it'll be really interesting because of their two different styles. Yes. Um, Other than that. And they come from two completely different mm-hmm. backgrounds. Yes. Other than that, you know, I don't know. Uh, I do have one news item. Uh, TK Cooper broke his leg uh, at the progress shows in New York. And he is out for at least six weeks. I am very sad. And Marianne should probably also be very sad because he was supposed to be in Bola. So they have not announced a replacement that I know of, right? Not that I know of either, yeah. Marianne, who would you like to see replace TK Cooper? I, The person I would love to see replace TK Cooper cannot be there because he is in fucking King of Trios. Pete Dunn? No. Oh my god, Mark Andrews would be great. No, um, Chris Brooks. Ah, yes. I'm going to cosplay Chris Brooks. The King of Trios in freaking Europe. All right, go to Europe before you come to California, Chikara. Sure. Yeah, fuck you, Mike Quackenbush. Whoa, um, heavy shot. It's fine. Are you going to argue with me? No, no. I'm not. So uh, we got some questions. We're going to go over these questions. You ready? Yeah. Wendell asks, "Who did you watch this video? No, that's fine. Wait, no, no, I did look at the questions. I can't remember. There was a couple of video ones that I had, like videos that I had watched on the page, though, so I can't remember which so, one it is. So who do you think will be debuting for New Japan Pro Wrestling soon based on this video? Oh, I didn't see that. Thing. And it was like a 15-second video, and it was like people, or it, was, it almost looked like a serial killer's kind of lair kind of thing, which is good. We like that. Um... And I replied, ha, I bet you it's Yoshitatsu. Um, I don't know. I honestly really couldn't tell you. Uh, Wendell, it kind of almost reminded me of how Loki was presented in New Japan. So maybe it's Loki. Uh, I don't know. Shortest reign of all PWG champions. Mm -hmm. I don't know who it could be. Those are my two wild card guesses. Man, people always ask us about expectations for things. Uh, Jay Tyler Brown asks, expectations for season two of Southpaw. We told you last time that we've not seen it, but I, I did not. see the preview for the next one, and it does look quite funny. He says, <laughs> wow, this is, look at this. Look at this guy. Um, Do you see Brock retaining at SummerSlam? If not Brock, why is it Samoa Joe? Why is it Samoa Joe? Um, I don't. I honestly don't know if Brock is retaining. I, I I feel like he is mainly because they're telling us so much that he it's impossible for him to do. So that's what I think is going to happen there. And he also asks, how long until a full fledged Shield reunion? I don't know because you have to kind of see where the the result of SummerSlam and the way that's going to get dispersed. You know? Yeah. Because of where that left off. Yes. Like you can't, you can't really Roman. I mean, Roman and Dean haven't had very much interaction lately because he's been off doing his own type of thing and they're close. Mm -hmm. So their only way, if any, mm, it's a good question, but you can't really, it's so fresh in, you don't even know what's going to happen with their reunion there. Like on SummerSlam, like with just the two of them. It like isn't even really a thing yet. It hasn't really happened, so you can't really yeah make plans for something when it like it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. For all you know, it could all come to a head and whatnot, because Roman's gonna be at SummerSlam. Very true. You know? I was I was gonna make a joke. Who does Triple H find as partners to take on the uh reunited shield at WrestleMania? 
That was my my. Oh joke. my god! So if that happens, uh, I'm a genius, and I called that many months before it happened. Um, does a full fledged reunion actually put Roman over, or does he finally go heel? I think they're just gonna let Roman be Roman as he is right now. He'll probably go heel by rejecting the other two. That's probably what will happen. I mean, he's he's whatever the crowd makes him. Which is bizarre because you would figure that Roman would forgive Seth faster than Dean because Dean is yep. crazy. Yeah. Dean is the Cosmo Kramer of the WWE. When do you expect... Man, he came with the questions this week. When do you expect to see Ziggles back in, in the picture? <laughs> Ziggles! Ziggles is a great name, and that is how we will now refer to him at, well, on this podcast. Well, it's funny because Ryan Nemeth, when Ryan Nemeth was in the WWE... His name was um, Briley, and they would call him Briggles, and he hated it. <laughs> Briggles. So everyone in the gym would be like, oh, little Briggles needs his snacks. That Luke Harper would call him Briggles. That's great. And Because they would drive, and they, they would go from show to show together, and it was Luke Harper, Ryan Nemeth, Trent, and one other person, and he would always sit in the, like, he would sit in the back, but there would be a big pile of snacks for him in the middle of the back <laughs> seat because he would get grumpy if Briggles didn't have his snacks. So it's funny that you call him Ziggles because Briggles is his brother's nickname. Amazing. When will Ziggles come back? I, I'm, I'll assume after SummerSlam or after the shakeup and he'll be like a surprise change to Raw and no one will care. <laughs> When does the Hype Bros breakup finally happen, Marianne? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> What's next for... I don't, I don't know because they haven't fucking been on TV. Yeah, but either way, strange. I will be there to console the mojo. Oh, is this a thing? Hold on. You just made the list! There it is. Oh, I wasn't even pausing for that. I was just pausing for dramatic oh. <laughs> reasons. Uh, I love him. What's next for the fashion police, or are they in a holding pattern for a long while as New Day and the Usos feud? Um, I think they need to come up with more creative ideas because they kind of went full force into all of those different TV show ripoffs. Well, you know? listen to listen to them on Talk Is Jericho, and they talk all about this actually. So there you go. Listen, Brilliant. you should just listen to it because it's very good. I'm not going to cliff note it for you. It's also just very good. Will Balor going demon fiend? Oh, my goodness. Will it finally mean that he gets his groove back? Uh, no, it won't. They've effectively killed him. Yeah, because like, you, like if you he couldn't be killed by Elias Sampson, he will definitely be killed by Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt is a step like he he is like the final stage of killing someone when it comes to yeah yeah like the fact that he is not in this fatal four way is insane to me he's a former champion he has a right to challenge for it they're tr they're trying to bring that demon thing back into them and Bray is the only supernatural I use air quotes yeah type person that could in their stupid pea brain little minds he take on a demon. <laughs> He also asks, who is finally going to walk with Elias off the stage and out the back door? Uh, surprisingly, <laughs> it, surprisingly, it will be Corey Graves. But he will close the door behind him, so <laughs> he, he will stay there. I don't know. I have no idea who's going to walk with Elias. Calvin that's, asks, go ahead. That's that's a funny, that's a really funny question. I actually really want to think about it and answer it. But yeah, I asked the next one. Calvin asks, on a scale of 
one to throwing things and flipping tables out of pure joy. How besides your uh, how beside yourself happy are you that Naito won the G1 and who would you love for him to face at the dome for the title? Um I would be past the throwing things and flipping tables. I am surprised and also very excited that Naito not only won the G1 but also beat Kenny Omega, which was amazing. And he also beat that air guitar playing piece of shit, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who cut his hair and everyone lost their fucking minds. And it was great. Anyway, who would I like him to face at the dome? I just just assume it's going to be Okada. I just assume I don't see anybody. Well, but Omega to get to the finals, he did beat Kenny or he did beat Okada. So Omega is going to want to want that title match because he finally pinned him. So he deserves the the match for the title. So I could see Omega winning it sometime in between here and the dome, which would also put, I mean, I would not mind seeing Omega and, oh, I'm sorry, Omega. I'm so used to saying Omega and Okada, Omega and Naito again for the title. I think that would be great. He also asks, I'm trying to build my indie chops. Are there any promotions the two of you would suggest I get into hardcore and are there any that you would suggest i stay the fuck away from and i will first say i will never tell anyone to not watch or stay away from any independent wrestling uh my first answer is chikara i'd say chikara i would also say it is an acquired taste though calvin for sure i would say beyond wrestling has one of the best subscription services out there um i would definitely check out them that i believe it's a youtube one too so it's pretty easy to subscribe to i think it was either five or ten dollars their back catalog's good they always put on great shows check out beyond for sure i'd also say progress progress is great fight club pro is pretty good fight club pro is great i would say some other um aaw is fantastic A-A-W-A-I-W. A-A-W. A-I-W is fine as well. I haven't really gotten as into it, but A-A-W for sure. Oh, yeah. Chikara is fantastic. Chikara. I don't even count PWG as being indie. I mean, Um, what you could do, Calvin, is subscribe to... High Spots. High Spots, and they have a lot of indies. Oh, you know what else you could subscribe to is... um, I mean, if I wouldn't do Flow Slam. I am still subscribed to it. I haven't watched it in months. They have various indie promotions, but it's like $30 a month. I would also say check out uh, Powerbomb.tv. That's $10 a month. You get a lot of indie promotions. They just put up the Scenic City Invitational from this uh, this year, and that's 10 bucks. and you should definitely check that out too, but... Um, if you're looking just for more, just like a promotion, I suggest Beyond for sure. I love Beyond. Calvin, do either of you follow Hood Slam? Why or why not? I feel like we've answered this before. I do not follow Hood Slam. I'm John would hate Hood Slam. I've been to Hood Slam before. Like I said earlier about Jakara, it is an acquired taste because most of the people that go, when I say most, I mean like literally like 80 to 90% of the crowd is all just people who are not regular wrestling fans and they just want to go and watch 
something that's ridiculous. And so they don't understand what they're watching. And so therefore the quality of wrestling is not as great. Um, it is very entertaining. It's a very free flowing atmosphere. And I'm talking when I say free flowing, I mean, everyone's passing a community joint around front ringside and you could just lean on the ring and be stupid, but and spill beer all over people. And it's just like, but it's, it's an atmosphere that's kind of messy and it, it, it's not, respectable wrestling if that makes sense and I, I've spoken to wrestlers who have wrestled at Hood Slam and one in particular Dan Barry was like I would never fucking do it again it was terrible he was like oh, they wow. tried to get me to take a hit like they had just there's just drugs involved and he was like I'm not doing that my partner gets winded putting on his boots like <laughs> I'm not like can we do a celebrity shot when you want one of us to take a giant hit like out of a bong like that's not going to happen like but Chikara Chikara is great yeah Chikara is a big back backlog and you could check them out they'd be great as that, well the storytelling in Chikara is you have to have an imagination and if you don't you will get one because it's it's incredible it's brilliant storytelling and if you go back far enough you will see timothy tim donst this how many minutes in and i mention him he's great you just made the list uh holland asks how many episodes of fashion peaks does it take until it gets stale we love None. it currently for now i would say three and a half more three and a half more yes that's a fair, that's a fair guess and you say none, just that's always great. none because that doesn't make sense as an answer. Oh, I also forgot to mention Calvin says I also take a free indie DVD to get me started. Uh, I listen to the podcast and want contest swag. Well, I'll figure that out when I get back. Maybe, hopefully, I'll let you know. You're the best, Calvin. Yes, Calvin, we appreciate we appreciate all your questions every week. It 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 adds to the show. You hyped. You can sit with us. Jim asks, do you think Neville has gotten any sleep or is he still awake and plotting Tozawa's demise? Uh, I, From the still that was going around of him, no, that man has not slept. That or he's just taken out all of his anger on his like peasant servants. That too. Like throwing knives into apples that are sitting on top of their heads <laughs> just so he can get some sleep knowing that they're scared. How epic will Alistair's... Alistair Black's entrance be at TakeOver. I believe it will be very epic. I would not be surprised if we get... I feel like he was part of the Sumerian Death Squad. Yes, was, he was. Yes, he was. I can say that. I would not be surprised if we get some war paint from him, though I don't know if that's his character really anymore. I think it'll be cool. Uh, what belts do you see changing hands this weekend? The women's belt on Raw. The women belt on Raw. I would not be surprised if the Raw tag team titles change hands. That um, would be bonkers. I could see AJ losing the title to Kevin Owens. And in the NXT variety, I could honestly see every championship changing hands except the tag titles. Because I think Bobby Roode, I think it's time to come up to the show, brother. I think, I think that's it. Let's bring him up and put him on his merry way. He doesn't need to be in NXT anymore. Same with Asuka. Asuka losing for the first time would be a great help for Ember Moon and would just be super cool for her character progression. And then just having Asuka be in this new shakeup or whatever, just bringing her up, I think would be a great idea. Because what more can you do after you've been undefeated and won the title and held it for that long? Like, how bored must you be? So bring her up. Let's see what she can do. I think that'd be great. Um. Oh, boy. 
with Bracketology coming up Sunday for it, uh, and the first show is a week later. Who do you think will be the Cedric Alexander of the May Young Classic and grab the crowd? She's already done it. Her name's Candice LeRae. If yeah. you want me to go deeper, she's probably she's already done it with my heart, and that's Evie. You just made the list. Yeah, Evie. Evie is already really popular. She's like, already signed too. So yeah, she's already signed. She's already super popular. It's probably like yeah, Evie, because she's super like catchy and memorable and adorable. Dakota but Kai. Can Candice? What? Dakota Kai. Dakota. I'm just. She's Evie. She's the best Pokemon. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she is the best Pokemon. Uh, yeah. I mean, those two. Um, I don't have the brackets in front of me, but those two definitely for me. Um, yeah, there you go on that. I'm just stoked for people to see Nicole Savoy. Yes. That bitch is going to break someone's arm. Uh, Mel asks, bouncing off a question from a raw or SmackDown live, I forget thread in our, in the Facebook group we're a part of. Um, so we're all familiar with the Gatorade secret to victory commercial that plays during WWE TV. If you had to recast a similar commercial with accomplished wrestlers who overcame initially horrible gimmicks who would you cast john cena up to five wrestlers prototype or are you just talking ruthless aggression john cena marky mark john cena oh my god how dare you that's how he became popular (laughs) that was the word life this is basic thugonomics john cena that was the greatest (laughs) i loved that john that's when i loved john cena I mean, John I still Cena do. Is great. Um, I would say, let's see here, who initially overcame horrible gimmicks? Man, that's a great question. It's a really good question. I was thinking about it like like an hour or two ago before we well, started recording. Raven for sure. He was Johnny Polo, and then he was Scotty Flamingo in WCW. That sound real. That's real. I remember him. I was. I was. And it's so funny. I actually really liked Scotty Flamingo. I was like, this guy's pretty good. And then I didn't know where he went. And then I went, wait a minute. That that guy wearing the leather jacket in ECW. I think that was Scotty Flamingo. So that would be that would be one. I would say, man, Kane. He had Isaac Yankum and the fake Diesel before that. That would be a good one, too. I would say, I mean, Stone Cold. The Ringmaster? Come on. Let's see. Who else? That's three. This is a good question. I'd say Kevin Nash. No. Well, yeah, because Kevin Nash was Oz, and then he was that other thing. I can't uh, I can't remember what it eh, Maybe not him. I don't know. I think that's... Um, Didn't Jinder Mahal have a shitty gimmick? Or is it still the same gimmick? He's, he's just, just the same. He's the same person. He's the same gimmick. He's just more important. Yeah, basically. Man, I can't think of uh of anybody else that I could that I would put on that like right now. I can't think of anyone else. Yeah, because everybody like that I could think of from my memory is just like they went from a shitty gimmick to a shittier gimmick. Hey, I mean, I mean it happens. <laughs> it happens sometimes. So, um that's it for us unless Marion you got anything. No, but uh, I did want to let everyone know that Chris here and Biff Music did get the burritos, and they were very, 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 uh-huh. very happy. Good for them. How and are they? When I say Chris here and Biff Music, I mean Cassius Ono and Oni Lorkin, who I he said thank you to me on my Instagram, and I said of any time you were my one and Oni. <laughs> and then he deleted and blocked you. <laughs> no, he liked it. <laughs> Damn. 
All right. Well, fair enough. <laughs> I I realized, like, side note, like, gonna break kayfabe real fast. They're both named Chris. Right. I was like, oh, shit. Do I call one Chris and then Chris 2? <laughs> it weirded me out. Strange. Very. Oh. Indeed. Is this late breaking? Oh, never mind. Wendell replied to his own thing agreeing with me that that video is for Yoshitatsu. Anyway, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Marianne on Twitter. Sailor Moon Salt. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio and rate and review us as well, please. That would be amazing. That helps us um, be shown in the iTunes results. I will say we are number eight when you search PWG on iTunes. So, bing! Uh, Also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G. Shout out to Finally North. They do our music, soundcloud.com slash finally north or finallynorth.com. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. Buy an NOTLG shirt. Buy something from there. It'd be great. Uh, support TTR. Yes, Marianne? I was going to say I knew that there was something else I was going to add. If any of you guys are into Twitch streaming or you're going to TwitchCon, Kaiju Big Battle will be at TwitchCon this year in go. October. So more on that later. Continue with your plugs. Support Tornado Tag Radio and all of the other podcasts on our network. Become a Patreon, patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G. I would like this to be my full-time job, and if that could be a thing, firstly, I'd be grateful, and secondly, I would be able to provide more content for you. So there you go. A huge shout-out to Chris and Mike. They are our newest Patreons. They're helping keep this, whatever this is, afloat. So that's it for us this week. Uh, Join us again next week as we talk about, oh boy, man, we're going to have to watch TakeOver. We're going to have to watch SummerSlam. We're going to have to watch. Why? I really, I'm excited. TakeOvers are always good. They're always good. Truth. So uh, join us again next week, and there's only one thing left to do. So, man, if you will. Sorry, I was yawning. Ring the bell. a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NLTLG.com. <laughs>